0: Welcome to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. Wherever you're listening from, welcome. We pray that the truth from the word of God speaks to your heart during today's message. I'm a Christian. How do I know if if I'm saved? That's a little word, only two letters, but it has a lot of a lot of punch to it that word. And when we look at Romans chapter 8, let's start reading at verse number 9. And I'll show you, uh, we'll see, pay attention to the word if. But you're not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. That's if. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So if you don't have the spirit of Christ, guess what? You're not his. Verse number 10. Here's another if. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life. Because why? Of righteousness. We don't have our own. We have it credited credited to our account by God. Look at verse number 11. But if. The spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. How's that going to happen? Only if, only if that spirit dwells in you. Verse number 12. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not the flesh to live after the flesh. You owe your flesh nothing. Verse number 13, here's another if. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if through the Spirit do mortify the deed of the body, ye shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. You are in bondage to sin. If you're saved, you're not in that bondage anymore. But ye have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry Abba father last verse. How do I know if I'm saved? How do I know that? Verse 16. The spirit itself beareth witness. With our spirit. That we are the children of. I know there's a semicolon there but we're going to stop there we're not going to tie in verse 17 until a later message how do I know if I'm saved well number one the spirit will bear witness we're going to look at three faithful witnesses that's one of them that's the faithful witness number one the spirit the Holy Spirit Will bear witness to your spirit that you are saved. The second faithful witness. Get Second Peter chapter number. Uh, for, uh, try that again. Second Peter one. Second Peter one. Verse number nineteen. Here's the second faithful witness that we're going to look at. 2 Peter 1, verse number 19. We, that's believers, have also a more sure word of prophecy. You know what the second faithful witness would be? The word of God. You not only have the Holy Spirit that will bear witness to you that you are saved and a child of God, but you also have a more sure word of prophecy. You have the word of God that is completely faithful 100% of the time. And it says, You also do more sure word of prophecy, whereunto you do well that ye take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place. So the day dawn and day star arise, where? In your hearts, knowing this first that no prophecy of the scripture, Of any private interpretation. That's why we're so we are so emphasized on the word of God. If somebody has something to say, well, let's let's hear it, okay? Let's hear it because we don't we're not concerned with your private interpretation. We want, okay, let's hear it and let's search the scriptures. You know why? Because we have a faithful witness. Not only does the spirit bear witness, but God's word will as well. Both of those are 100% faithful. You don't ever, ever have to doubt if you can get a hold of these faithful witnesses. John 5. Let's see what Jesus said during his earthly ministry. John 5. The Lord said in verse 24, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. The Holy Spirit will bear witness. The word of God will bear witness. And the Lord Jesus Christ. Will bear witness. And he said. Did you believe on him? Have you done that? Then he said. You have everlasting life. That's everlasting security. (laughs) He said you have eternal life. That means eternal security. That means you're not relying on your ability. To fail or not fail, like we said this morning, if it was up to you to keep it, the day you got saved would be the same day you got unsaved. And you and I both know the word of God will bear witness: everlasting life, eternal life. You're not going to lose it. There's some things to lose, but your salvation isn't one of them. <laughs> okay? Holy Spirit, word of God jesus christ 100 faithful all the time if you as a child of god doubt your salvation let me tell you all of us at one point have doubted our salvation we need to go to some faithful witnesses to confirm where we're at do you know your mind can talk you out of your salvation as far as what you th- let me rephrase that you're not going to lose your salvation by doubting it. And if you get confused about something, that doesn't cause you to lose your salvation. That just causes you to lose some understanding of some biblical doctrine. Okay. But you won't, you won't trip your, you won't trip the Holy Spirit up. Don't worry. Don't worry. All right, get Galatians 4. Galatians 4. We looked at it this morning. We won't spend too much time there. Get 1 John 3 as well. 1 John 3 and Galatians 4. First uh, Galatians 4, look at verse 6. We read it this morning. And because you are sons, God hath sent forth the spirit of his son into your heart one way the spirit will bear witness is that your heart will cry out to God look at 1 John 3 look at verse 24 last verse in the chapter 1 John 3 Bible says and he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him and he in him And hereby we know that he abideth in us. Well, how do we know that? By the Spirit which he hath given us. The Holy Spirit will fill your mind. The Holy Spirit will awaken your affections. The Holy Spirit will help you through trials of this life. What are the fruits of the Spirit? We looked at all those, right? Love, joy, peace, all that, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, goodness, faith. Uh, The Holy Spirit is the fruit giver. All those fruits come from the Holy Spirit. And he said, how are you going to know that you're saved? Well, the Holy Spirit is going to awaken your affection to God. That's going, to, that is also what is going to allow you and I to keep his command. Most of us have been saved minus the youth. I'm, I'm guessing most of us all in this room have been saved at least two decades, young people, not as well. And we probably can say, Look, during my first 10 years as a Christian, there was a lot of house cleaning. The Holy Spirit really helped me get rid of some bad stuff and I replaced it with some good stuff, right? It's typically. But we need to be careful that we don't get to a point where we think that we've arrived spiritually and there's nothing else in our life that needs to be cleaned up. If you're in your Bible every day, the more I'm in the Bible, the more I realize I haven't arrived. And the more you're in your Bible, the more you're going to realize you haven't arrived either. Holy Spirit, help me. Okay, so the Spirit of our witness, the second one. Uh, go to 1 John 5, just flip over probably a page. 1 John chapter 5, how do I know if I'm saved? Watch what the Word of God says in 1 John 5, verse number 9. If we receive the witness of men, we do that in a court of law. We act on behalf of what others say. The jury listens to those witnesses. The judge listens to those witnesses, and now... A decision, a decision is made. In other words, our mind, it does give credit to the personal testimonies of others. And then it says in verse number nine, uh, it goes on to say the witness of God is greater. In other words, it's a more worthy belief. He's always a truthful witness. He's always a wise witness. He always has something to say that's of value. And if we are going to take the testimony of men. And we do that down here. If you were to buy something and your neighbor said, Hey man, I really had a great experience with this company. You don't spend so many hours on Google or Amazon looking up the reviews. Why? Because I don't there's just something within man that just holds it, just holds more weight if you get a personal testimony from somebody. Where we used to live, we got a um, someone contacted us about hey, who's a good They needed a service, and they were asking us about the service, and so we we gave a a testimony of who 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 we we did a good job for us. Well, the search is over because testimonies hold a lot of weight. This is so. How much more greater Jesus Christ, His Word, and His Word will testify. And this is why people say, well, I don't know what to say if I were to witness to somebody. I don't know what verses to go to. The good place to start is just your testimony. Because your testimony, nobody can take that away from you. That holds more weight than you may want to give it credit for. And if you have a good testimony, it's going to be rich with the truths from Scripture. It might not be John three sixteen quoted verbatim, but your testimony is going to involve what Christ gave his life for me. It's going to have those truths. And then it says in verse number nine, for this is the witness of God, which he hath testified of his own son. Men can be deceived. God cannot be deceived men may even intend to deceive a lot of criminals get off god's intention is never to deceive but always always to be a truth giver look at um, the next verse he that believeth on the son of god hath a witness in himself he that believeth not god hath made him a liar Because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. God's got a record, it's written in his word. How do you know you're saved? The deepest heartfelt convictions in the depths of your heart will bear witness to this Jesus Christ is the son of God your spirit and your heart will not be able to get away from it you. and your soul will find peace in it this is why in the 1500s and earlier and even today just not as widespread hey how is a man a father, how is a woman a mother able to be able to go to a state to be burned to death how are they able to do that and not recant their faith because they know that they know that they know that they are born again a child of god and they have believed on the son and nobody is going to talk them out of it. They will not renounce their Savior because their spirit bears witness and the word of God bears witness as well. How do I know I'm saved? Well, how do you know you're you breathe? How do you know you're breathing? I, I don't know. I just know I'm breathing. How do you know you think? I don't know. I just think. How do you know you're saved? I don't know. I'm just saved, right? The Spirit bears witness. The word of God bears witness. I breathe. I look. I'm sure. The the, the Christian said, I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. Why? The word of God and the Spirit bears witness. Also, is there some change that you're aware of in your life? Either the world changed, which it didn't, it's always been the world, (laughs) or you've changed and now you see the world differently. Well, what changed? Not the world, it always has been what it always has been. Is there a change? I mean, come on, something? (laughs) One little thing? Typically manifests itself into more change. Why? Because you have the Holy Spirit. Is there something that you used to love that you hate? No, nothing. Okay, maybe you're not saved. (laughs) Love not the Is there something that you hate now? That you used to love? Ask yourself that question. You see where it says, look at verse 10. Look at one more thing here in verse number 10. See where it says, Hath the witness in himself? It's not just head knowledge. You view sin now through the wounds of the Savior. You view sin now as dishonoring to God. You view sin now as destructive to yourself and to others. Your soul is drawn to God. He that believeth on the Son hath a witness in himself. Do you have that? Or is it just head knowledge I can pass a test? Passing a test is easy. How do you view sin? How do you view it? Look at verse 13. Well, let's not skip over 11 and 12. And this is the record that God has given to us eternal life. We talked about that. You can't lose it. But it's called eternal. And this life is in his son. That's why you need to be in Christ. He that hath the son hath life. And he that hath not the son of God hath not life. That is one of the most simple truths in the scriptures. People say the King James Bible is hard to read. How are kids going to understand it? Well, our kids understand it. In mean, their homeschool, they can't be that far. No, I'm like, I'm only kidding. <laughs> right? Look, count the syllables in verse number 12. Look down at that. Count the syllables in each word. He, how many syllables? One that one syllable. Half the sun, half life. It's all one syllable words. The King James Bible is just too hard to understand. Half, Boy, over oh boy! You got people figuring out how to get an airplane 30,000 feet up in the air. You can't. You have adults that can't figure out what the word "half" means. Somebody has lost their mind. Verse 13. How do you know that you're saved? These things have I written unto you. It's the word of God that's been written unto you. That that believe on the name of the Son of God. Chris, have you believed in the name of the Son of God? Charles, have you believed in the name of the Son of God? Praise God. Now, that right there. Ye may know that ye have eternal life. And that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. Have you believed on the name of the Son of God? The Word of God says you can know for sure that you're saved. Word of God. Holy Spirit. John 3.36 John three, thirty six. Bible says in John three, thirty six He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. And he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides upon him. I am afraid of God's wrath. But I don't have to be anymore because I'm in Christ and a new creature. There's no condemnation. But before I got saved, I had wrath abiding. Why? Because I believe not the Son. That's why. And you know you're saved if you believe on the Son. And if you have not believed on the Son, be afraid. Be very, very Because if you die, God's wrath abides on your filthy, sinful soul. Now's the time to believe on the soul. Don't believe the lie of the devil that says, you got plenty of time. Put a bunch of military men in war. You can bet the first time. The first night they set up camp. They're asking whoever the Christian is. About God. Because bombs are dropped. And bullets are flying. This life's a battle. And Satan wants your soul. Believe on something. Believe on something. And you can know by the word of God. You can know for sure that you're saved. Next, next one, go to go back to first John. How do I know I'm saved? Oh, what do you love, and who do you love? First John chapter number three. I understand that in relationships, there is a such thing as compatibility. People get along for different reasons. Things annoy people for different reasons. Something that might bother me about somebody might not bother you about somebody. Some some people call it, well, it's just pet peeves I have. There's no sin there. It's just... Someone desires vanilla, someone desires chocolate, someone desires strawberry. And if you put strawberry in front of somebody that likes chocolate, they feel, ooh. That's not sin. That's just what you like over what someone else likes. What does that have to do with how do I know if I'm saved? Well, let's look at let's look at what you love or who you love. Look at first John chapter 3, verse number 14. The Bible says, marvel not. Verse 13, my brethren, if the world hates you, don't don't be surprised by that. Verse 14, we know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. This idea that people say, yeah, I know I'm saved, I'm a Christian, but they have no love at all for the brethren, for their brothers and sisters in Christ. Yes, God gave us his Holy Spirit to bear witness. Yes, God gave us his word to bear witness that we can know that we're saved. We looked at those verses. But now we're on to something else that will give us some assurance whether or not we're saved. Do you love the brethren? (laughs) Please, please. I don't know if I've told you this story before, but... Well, if I have, I'm going to tell it to you again. When I got to my friends, my my friends from high school, they have a big Christmas party every year, and the party did not involve sitting around singing hymns about the birth of Christ. The party involved activity that no Christian should be involved in every year of this party. And every year, you know, 30, 40 people show up at this party. So I got saved. And I did what every newly saved Christian does. I went and hung out with my unsaved friends. Because they're my friends. So I go to the party. And the whole time I'm thinking to myself, I just don't have any interest in doing what they're doing. I didn't get involved in any of the stuff they were drinking. Didn't get involved in any of the stuff they were doing. But I was there. I'm not not recommending you do that, but that's what I did. It's my testimony. And I thought that they would be interested in hearing what I had to say about Jesus at their party. Because I'm saved now, and I want them to be saved. And they're my friends, and we hang out all the time. But guess what they really didn't want to hear about? The Lord. Do you know what I did the next year? The year goes by. You know what I did the next year? I went. Again. Because I thought, in my mind, I just need another shot at it. I know I'll just clean up my my spiel. I'll, 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 I'll polish it up. I'll look for the right opportunities. And so... I went again and it was the same. You know what? It was the same thing over and over and over again. But that year, I didn't stay here. Because what they were doing, I realized wasn't going to change. And I remember talking to my one good friend. We talking. To. I started to explain to him why. He said, uh, when's the old Jimmy come back? He said, he's not coming back. So I went on to explain to him why I was going to head on out. And you know what he did? He interrupted me. He said, he said, I know, I know. I know what's the point. I love my friends. But do are not my friends. Some of my brethren may not be close friends. We might not. I'm not into scroll sawing. I'm not into factory work. I'm not into logistics. It's pretty boring to me. We don't share that in common to be friends around that common ground. But I love my brethren. I love my brethren. Loving the brethren doesn't mean you have to like what I like. I have to like what you like. You have to be into crocheting because she's into crocheting. And you have to be into baseball because he's into baseball. And you have to be into woodworking because he's into woodworking. No, that's hobbies. And God has given us all different interests and talents. That's fine. That's That's not what this is talking about. This is talking about loving your brothers and sisters in Christ. Do you, do, you, do you have that law? That is evidence that you are saved. Or do you just want to go hang out with the same old bunch, do the same old things? First John 4, look at verse 7. It says, beloved, 1 John 4, 7, let us love one another for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. I don't get it. I try to get it. And when I try to get it, I just get cynical. I get sarcastic. And I know that's not loving, so I try to quit. I just don't get why people that are blood-bought Christians are snarky and unhappy and nasty people sometimes. I get it for the world. But the description of the Christian is, we love one another. We love him. And maybe sometimes love is, hey, brother, I got to confront you about something. Hey, brother, you got to confront me about something? Okay, I love you enough to hear what you have to say. That's sharpening each other. That's love. So I'm not trying to put love in a box. What I'm saying is, love is something that is an evidence that you are saved. You love your brothers and sisters in Christ. Also, first John 2. Do you keep God's commandments? First John chapter number two, verse number three. And hereby we do know. That we know him. How do I know I'm saved? How do I know I know the Lord? How do I know I'm a Christian? If we keep his commandments. He that saith, I know him and keepeth not his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whosoever keepeth his word in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby we know that we are in him. Supposed to love the brethren? Yes. How is is that love perfected? By keeping God's commandments. Because when we keep his commandments, we can't not love one another. I know that was a mouthful. How do I know for sure I'm saved? Well, first John 2 says, hereby we know that we are in him. By what? Keeping his commandments. So when Mama and Papa say, Hey, I'd like you to go clean your room. Hey, you want to boom, boom, boom. What would you do? <laughs> then you get to the point where you know that if you say that and they hear you, you get a spanking, so you just say it under your breath and in your mind. You don't love that tremendo. Be honest. You'd rather be outside skipping rocks in the pond. How do I know how do I know that I'm saved when God gives me a commandment in his word? I'm not stomping my feet, mumbling and grumbling up to my room, complaining. And the commandment's grievous. We can know there's evidence we can know for sure that we're saved when we see something in God's word and we gladly want to do it. Why? Not because we have to, because we want to. That's love. That's the love of God. We love him because he first. Love us. 1 John 3. Look at verse number 24. Bible says in 1 John 3, 24, And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the Spirit which he hath given us. If you've been married, I'm not trying to talk any of the young people out of marriage. It's a wonderful, beautiful thing created by God. But if you've been married any length of time, you know both sides of Spouses know there's things that you did for your spouse, mumbling and complaining. We've all done it. We've all done it. And yes, the job got done. But it got done with us griping through. We've all done it. God says he gave you a spirit so that when, when you see a commandment from God in his word, that spirit abiding in you will give you a good spirit about doing what God asks you to do. Does that make sense? That's all Romans 8. It's no longer I, 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 me, 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 flesh, flesh, flesh. Now it's all spirit, 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 spirit. Okay? So it's not what we do. It's why we do it. John 14. John 14, verse 23. Here's Jesus. Answered in verse 23, Jesus answered and said unto him, if a man love me, he will keep my words. And my father will love him and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. Do you keep what he has to say? Because you love him. Last one we're going to look at, how do I know if I'm saved? The spirit of bear witness? The word of God bears witness truth to it. Do you love the brethren? That's evidence. Do you keep God's commandments? And lastly, two places. 2 Corinthians 5 and Romans 12. 2 Corinthians 5 and Romans chapter number 12. The last one we'll look at this evening. How do I know if I'm saved? First, uh, 2 Corinthians 5, will do first. Verse number 17 you know this verse Therefore if any Man be in Christ He is that means Right now that will never change He is not was Not going To be you are Today I don't care if you got saved 20 years ago 20 years ago He is a new Creature a Creature is a created being Creation, God created, a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. I'm going to grab some low-hanging fruit because it's so easy to just, I mean, you can just slam it and hit that thing right out of the park. Do you still desire the, the, the trash that comes out of Hollywood? Do you still desire... All of the junk that comes out of the top 40 music industry, where it's really the bottom 40 now. (laughs) Do you have new tastes? Do you have new desires? Do you listen to new songs? Do you watch new movies? Old things are passed away. Do you have new language? Do you now not listen to the dirty jokes? Or do you still listen to the dirty jokes? You're a new creature. And if you're a new creature. Your life will be transformed. Last verse, Romans 12 and we're done. Verse number two. The Bible says. Verse number two, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. They want to teach you evolution through all this transformer stuff. When I was a kid, the big, the big the big toys, it's a transformer. It's gonna turn from a a lion into a robot into a man and it's... but we are transformers we are we've been transformed by the renewing of our mind why? that ye may prove what is that good acceptable perfect will of God how do I know I'm saved? I've got to transform life when somebody sees you Now that you're saved, they should say, what a transformation. You're a transformer. You've been completely transformed. You used to be this awful person. And the things that came out of your mouth, I couldn't believe it. What happened to you? And you can say, I've been transformed. You can tell them about Jesus Christ. Remember, we talked about the testimony? Remember the big old fat subway guy? Uh, just going back years, I guess. That big, real big old boy. And he lost all this weight uh, eating subway subs. I don't know how he did that, but I mean, they, it was a good marketing plan. But, you know, he's got the, he's holding his pants out, you know, 50 inch waist. And now he's got a. You know why people went to Subway more? Because of that man's transformed life. Because of his testimony. Maybe some of us are just overweight with sin. Maybe some of us are just overweight with worldliness and we need to be transformed. So when people see us, they say, wow, what happened to you? Your testimony the transformed life will help give you assurance you're born of God.